Welcome into the Pits and Perils podcast. I'm your host, Todd Kramer. We are getting ready for championship, uh, which will start tonight. Although, do you know, do you either of you guys have players starting tonight? I think you've got Zeke, right? I have Zeke. I benched Derek Henry because of the uh, doubtful nature of his current status. So, Zeke. Gotcha. Well, and also, I did not introduce you yet. I've got Keenan Taboose on the line, one of our championship contenders. And then we have Frank that should be connecting here shortly. He's just, you know, typical Frank going to take his time in no major rush. Um, yeah, and today's the Thursday of championship week, which means we're going to have some game some people playing tonight. We've got uh, Keenan's got Dak and Zeke playing tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I do not believe Frank has anyone. So Keenan does have a chance to set the tone tonight. If there is a, uh, a big scoring output from those two players, it really puts the pressure on Frank. You start having to, you know, you're looking at your lineup and thinking about where can I go for upside on the contrary, if both of those guys shit the bed, um, we'll be in a situation where Frank's maybe looking to just, you know, cover his downside and not looking for those explosive players, but looking for those, you know, guys to just get him that a solid amount of points. So. Yeah. I think the Knights actually really got an opportunity to set the tone for the entire weekend. Tennessee is without their quarterback. I think they're starting Malik Willis. Uh, Derek Henry's out. So playing against Dallas, good defense. Um, you know, I think actually uh, Tony Pollard's out too, so that could mean some extra touches for Zeke. Or he's, not out, he's getting yeah, doubtful, but we'll see. I thought They're Paul, saying he may have. I was under the impression he was questionable, but likely to play. Yeah, I've seen different things. I think uh, verbally I heard doubtful in terms of injury report. I think he's listed as questionable. Keenan, do you can you change over to your phone? I think the Bluetooth uh, quality is not very great. Yeah, one second. Okay, I think we're. How's this better? Much better. Because I'm sure you're getting feedback from my car speakers. Exactly. So Frank is still. Still taking his time. Not sure what he's up to. He's probably, you know, got some sort of project planning on Asana going on. Uh, but it's like, okay. I'm only ri- risking death, dismemberment, and, you know, a ticket for driving while talking on my phone like a You have your phone up like to your 90s mom. You could probably just, like, put it in the middle of your, you know, center console or something. I feel like speaker is going to give it the same amount of feedback. Mm, okay. Do it for the pod. Doing it for the pod. Let me know if a police officer comes by you. So, I mean, before before we get into the championship talk, why don't you just give me your thoughts on the season? How did things go? How are you feeling going into the championship? You know, just give me a summary of everything that went down on Keenan's side. I think think overall this season was one of the wildest seasons for our entire league, as indicated by how close our rankings were for the top two to eight guys. Um, Everyone was so tight throughout the entire year. It was one of those things where I was very much worried. I wasn't going to make playoffs towards the end of the year, as were some of the guys who were even ahead of me. Um, 
I think some trades worked out, some picks didn't. Um, got a little lucky here and there with injuries, but it's kind of you know standard fantasy football things where guys you think are going to hit do or don't, and um, yeah, trades sometimes work in your favor. Or a guy gets injured right after you pick him up, but I think I got lucky in most of that. Um, I don't I would not say it was a skill led me to where I am here today type of situation. Yeah. Well, Frank, Frank's on the line. Say hello, Frank. Oh, there we go. Yo, what's going on crew? Um, That's it. That's all you got for us, Frank. um, No, sorry. Having some audio issues. Um, Yeah. So how's it going crew? Um, What have you guys been talking about so far? How can I jump in? Well, Keenan just gave his kind of breakdown of how he felt the season's gone so far overall, not just for him, but just in general. What are your thoughts on this season? Um, so far, the season's been interesting. Gosh, some thoughts on the season. I think it's been great to see Keenan and Nikki rise up uh, from the ashes and put out some really good performances. Kudos to Keenan for doing a good draft. Um, same with I mean, Nikki had the ultimate draft, and then Keenan had some pretty uh, adept uh, trades throughout the season that really helped him along. So I think if if Keenan pulls it off, he is a very deserving winner, um, even though I heard him say he thinks that luck has played a big part. Um, I think it's been you know a disappointing season for Wally and Ace, obviously, to, to see them at the bottom again. I, I don't want to see them at the bottom. I care about all my league mates. Even though I want to destroy them, I also care about them. It's this weird dichotomy um and i don't want to see them suffer um and then you know i think it's interesting that todd you know despite your massive efforts and investment into fantasy football um not quite paying off and so maybe there needs to be some corrective measures um and then for bill um you know interesting season of just scorning the league with um you know some interesting draft picks um not so great trades but ultimately getting getting a little bit further than anyone thought he could so interesting upset there Yep. I mean, I just think every year as we get into this end of the year, there's just crazy injuries and, you know, someone like Devontae Adams, for example, without Derek Carr just loses all of his value. I know he's not playing in the championship game, but it's still, it's that type of stuff that happens and you're just like, wow, that, that changes everything. Um, Definitely. But I guess before we get into your matchup, um, yeah. let's go over the, the waiver wire additions and then we'll get into the third, fourth place matchup. And then we'll get into your guys's matchup. Um, <clears throat> in terms of third, fourth place, it looks like bill was the only one that was really active. It, it seems that, um, Nikki is just rolling with what he's got, but as you mentioned, he, Nikki had such a good draft. He doesn't really need to, uh, to do all that much to win. Um, just looking at what Bill's situation is at quarterback, I feel like that gives Nikki a huge head start. Losing Derek mm-hmm. Carr going to this week is pretty rough. So he's rolling out Desmond uh, Ritter, which is never a confidence-inducing uh, a start. Mm-hmm. He's also got DeAndre Hopkins that's got – Colt McCoy playing, not fun. Um, Corderell, yeah. Mark Andrews has been a huge disappointment. I just, I think Nikki's going to run away with this one. 
Couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, I just think that it was actually shocking to see Derek Carr benched. I think he's obviously a starting quarterback. Um, but like, that hurts big time. There was contract stuff where, like, they would save a lot of money if he doesn't complete. The oh, they're gonna. Like, how bizarre! How bizarre! Yeah, I mean, Nick, hey, I, I would have absolutely starting. gone Malik Willis over whoever he's got starting with Atlanta. He's got Ritter. Uh, yeah. I was muted for a second there, but uh, yeah, I think Malik Willis has some potential to at least get some extra yards on the ground. Um, granted, he's also playing a good defense tonight, so maybe that was his hesitation, but yeah, Atlanta's just not doing it for me. The Drake London drop. I think Nikki, Frank, you picked him up? Frank, you picked him up, but... Um, yeah, I picked him up in a defensive move. Yeah, but uh, just I have very little faith in Atlanta right now. Yeah, we'll be so, for the NFL to see where all these quarterbacks end up because Derek Carr will be a starter somewhere. Um, and I know everyone likes to joke or not joke, but make fun of me for my obsession with Gardner Minshew, but he's really good. Like he had a great game last week. The two picks weren't bad picks. It's not like he threw was totally off target. They were both contested catch balls and mm-hmm. – ripped it out of uh, Quez Watkins' hands twice. So, mm-hmm. Well, and he was also playing one of the better defenses in the league, so I will absolutely give him credit there. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where those guys end up because, you know, one will probably end up in Las Vegas. I think Atlanta's probably looking for a new QB, Carolina. Be interesting to see where those guys end up. So do you, do you both have Nikki in this matchup, though? Is that we're all in agreement on that? Yeah, I'm going with Nikki here. I think, yeah, the QB situation is really going to be the issue. I think Pat Mahomes against Denver, they could even pull him in the third quarter and he still could have 30 points. Denver's playing so terribly right now. Like, Stephon Diggs, like, he's got some big names to overcome. Is two going to be cleared to play this week? I thought he was still in the concussion protocol. Two is in the concussion protocol. Yeah, so, like, that drops Tyreek Hill's value. Like, I think uh, – Yeah. Yeah, I think this is uh, Nikki's third-place game right there. Yeah, I'd be shocked. And, you know, whether you – if you're in the top three, you kind of go home happy. You at least take some money home. There's something to be said about that. Fourth is the worst because you go through all of these, you know, playoff games and then you, you end up with nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think Nikki will come – Come home with 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. What is the current payout structure? Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. I know we it's, all upped yeah. it to 150 this year. Like, yeah, it's so not a small amount of money anymore. No, it's yeah. 150 for third place, um, 450 for second place, and then 900 for first place. Oh, boy. Solid. Solid. I, I would like to get it to where the first place guy is getting a thousand bucks or more. So, you know, maybe if we go to one seventy five next year, that would put us over the edge. I totally agree. I feel like inflation alone has been what? 9%. So what if we slap 9% on her few bucks? What does that get us? Another 14 bucks? Not quite there, but we're close. 14, enough, right. Uh, that might be enough to get a first place a thousand. Yeah. We'd be close. Yeah. Okay. And maybe the math works out so we can give fourth place like $69. No. <laughs> I kind of like the $69. I do too. Uh, concept, yeah. 
Okay. Um, I think you're onto something there. We skipped we skipped uh waivers and you know post waiver pickups, but Frank, you picked up a bunch of wide receivers. You aren't going to be playing it with a peer. Yeah, I can talk through a little bit. I mean, nothing nothing crazy here. I just wanted to block Keenan because I thought that Keenan's receivers were a little weaker and maybe Debo wouldn't play. So yeah. I picked up Jacoby Myers and Drake London, uh, a former um, Keenan uh, player. Um, Jacoby's and a bicycle. Everyone's owned a little Jacoby this year. He's a, yeah, he's a bicycle. He's he's like a fantasy slut. Um, he gets around for sure. Um, but yeah, that was all that happened there. And then... And Bill picked um, up two quarterbacks because of the Derek Carr yeah. thing. Correct. Yeah. Are, are great options. Uh, Keenan picked up Michael Gallup um, just in case Debo's ruled out. But yeah. you'll have to make that choice tonight, right? Because Gallup plays tonight. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the Debo injury is still on my mind. I've got a three hour drive ahead of me, so I can think about it. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I could see him being in a situation where they want to keep him healthy. So even if he is suited up, they may yeah. limit his reps and involvement. That makes sense yeah. to me. I would be pretty – I don't know if Gallup's the guy. Maybe if there's someone else that can buy you. Yeah, in, Gallup, Marquise Brown, none of those guys are really confidence-inspiring. So I'm kind of like, ah, we'll see. If I lose because Debo suits and gets limited reps, I might just – rock with that but i'll think about it what about jamal williams like is he not getting reps anymore with uh swift Uh, i think he got a leg injury last week he's put up the past two he might have a leg injury for some reason that's hard got it um you got curtis samuel too which is you know kind of a wild card uh i could see him getting you know he's hit or miss but yeah option and at least that gives you the ability to wait until um, yeah more news because the the difference between Gallup and Curtis Samuel is probably not huge though the Cowboys will probably score more touchdowns so you got more touchdown chance there but not great. I think Dallas may absolutely have a day tonight so that's going to be possibly why I would start Gallup at all just because I think they're going to destroy Tennessee. Okay, and then you picked up Hassan or Frank picked up Hassan Haskins as a defensive measure against you, um, which I like to see. And also, it's like your bench should be a defensive play during the right chip game because if you drop a player you aren't going to play anyways, it doesn't matter. So you might as well yep. block. And then you got Cameron Dicker, uh, Dicker down. Yeah, yeah, that's a good play on words there. And yeah, I picked him up because good weather, I guess, and he's kicked pretty well. So nothing nothing too crazy. I think kickers are pretty random anyways, but um just seemed like a decent pickup if he's gonna play in LA. Okay. Well, let's get into your matchup. I'll do my breakdown first, then I'll ask you guys some questions. So just looking at it. I don't know if Hertz is gonna play, but you've got a great pivot option in Gardner. So Although Hertz is more likely to get, you know, rushing yards, they did give uh, Gardner Minshew a goal line carry. So I think he'll still get that type of work. As I'm looking at these quarterbacks, I'd give a slight edge to Keenan. For wide receivers, Garrett Wilson's getting uh, Mike White back, which is huge. 
I would say it's pretty even. Uh, Amon Ra, I would expect to have a huge game against Chicago. I think, it, like I said, it's pretty even as far as wide receivers go. I think Keenan's got more big upside. I think Frank's got a little higher of a floor. With running backs, again, slight edge to Keenan. Tight end, slight edge to Keenan. Flex, slight edge, or no, flex, pretty big edge to Frank. And then in terms of defense and uh, kickers, I'd say it's pretty even. So I'm going to give the slight edge to Keenan in this matchup, but something tells me Frank's going to three-peat and that we're all going to be very disappointed. Yeah, Keenan, do you want to take, take it from there? I think across the board, our matchup's pretty tight. Uh, with Derrick Henry going down, I think that really changes my running back room. But I think uh, this matchup will be absolutely resting on Justin Herbert not choking for me or what happens with your Jalen Hurts slash Gardner Minshew set up there. Um, Justin Herbert really hasn't done much of anything in the past few weeks. And especially this week, he was – absolutely terrifying to watch so if he shits a bet again i think that gives you your third title right there off the bat regardless of how the rest of my team does yeah. um just because of how even it is i one thing to pay attention to dk metcalf i'll get into him a little bit later when we get into our peter north bust of the week but sauce gardner is going to be on dk all game long which may make things tough for him yeah yeah, I think that it's really even um, if I had to pick. Um, I Ken, did you say one way or the other who's going to win? You kind of have to pick, right? Uh, I'm leaning towards you currently just because, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, to get skip ahead slightly, I think Justin Herbert might be my best of the week. Got it. Yeah, I would say Keenan's team will either, like, crush me or like my floor guys will keep me afloat because I think there's less downside with my team. Um, and so shoot, like does that, that means I'm saying either St. Brown Prescott, you know what, who really scares me is Eckler. I think Eckler has just been such a beast this season. And that I think is like singularly like in a huge edge for Keenan because he's just produced ridiculous numbers extremely consistently and now he's playing the Rams and so I'm going to give Keenan the the not the the tip of the hat here just because he's got more explosive guys with St. Brown you know Prescott Eckler you never know when Debo might just like explode Hawkinson went off for 30 last week so I think that you know when you have four explosive guys maybe you can count on one or two of them to do it and that's why I'll give it to Keenan you both are choosing the other guy because you, you don't want the bad juju. I get it. But uh, I guess Ke- Frank mentioned that Austin Eckler scares him on in terms of Keenan's team. Keenan, who on Frank's team is giving you uh, keeping you up at night? T. Higgins, for sure. That flex spot, uh, I think he's got an opportunity for a big day. Was there an injury with Jamar Chase recently also? Like, yeah. I feel like. He was dealing with something small where I'm thinking if that's a case, some more touches might be going Tegan's way. But I think that Cincinnati Buffalo game just has potential to be an absolute shootout. 
And I think, yeah, T. Higgins is going to be the guy where I think he's your guy who's got potential to give you big boom play if there's anyone on your roster. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's done really well. Jamar Chase is healthy. So, but still, it's he's always going to take the the top cornerback of any team he plays against. So in Buffalo, they'll they'll be looking to double him, and that gives T. Higgins some options. I agree. T. Higgins is a scary player. Um, he's very boomer bust, though. Yeah. You know, I think one of the interesting things about this matchup is when you look at the construction of the rosters, how intertwined this league has become with all the trades that have occurred, like between me and Keenan, but even like with other players, like, like Keenan got Ramondre Stevenson from Twiz after I dropped Ramondre Stevenson, Twiz picked him up, traded him to Keenan. I got Ramondre Stevenson from Keenan and gave him Dak Prescott, who is his quarterback today. I traded Raymond Stevenson to Wally and got DK Metcalf, who is going to be your best of the week and is on my team now. And I think it just highlights, uh, you know, amazing season of activity amongst like all the players. I might say I traded a little too much, but it is kind of fun to just kind of think of all the forks in the road along the way of like, what if this had not happened or had happened um, with all these trades? And it's just, all these players have just been on so many different rosters at this point, even like high, high profile starters. Yeah. We, we had a bunch of trades this year, which is always fun. Uh, I brokered a couple of deals that went South though. So I think I need to get a hold of Wally's lawyer to indemnify myself for some of these, uh, the poor advice I've been giving out. Let me ask a question here. Um, Keenan, is there a trade that you, um, regret the most for my own season. Yeah, or do you love all your trades? I think I would. I don't know if I'd say I love all of them because let's see. I guess. Well, I guess I didn't feel great about losing Ramondre Stevenson because he played great right after I dropped him or traded yeah, him. He right. did. But he's kind of fallen off since then. Um, yeah. So I feel a little less bad. Um, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I wouldn't say if there's any big regrets in terms of my trading activity this year. I think I did yeah. pretty. Yeah, I think that's part of what got you there today. Trades where I'm like shooting myself in the foot, and I'm like, "Yep, I got fleeced." Totally, totally, totally would agree. Feel. What about you, Todd? Is there any trades that you witnessed or were a part of that you regretted or brokered? I mean, I feel bad for Bill. I really thought Derek Carr was going to be good. Um. Clearly, that did not work out well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I no, drafted him thinking he would be good, especially with adding DeAndre Hopkins. Their team seeming to be setting up for a decent playoff push. Like at the beginning of the season, I thought the Raiders were honestly going to be good. And the way Josh Jacobs has been playing, you you'd DeAndre imagine Hopkins, that they be playing well. You said DeAndre Hopkins, but you're talking about Devontae Adams, right? Uh, Devontae Adams, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I mean, actually looking at it, so the the trade that I brokered for Ace and Frank, I think worked out well. I mean, I, I shouldn't say worked out well, but I think it was the right trade to make at the time. And I had told Ace I was worried about Jonathan Taylor's long-term health. Juju was really good. Tom Brady shit the bed. Geno Smith unexpectedly was good. So 
I feel a little bad about that one, but when you look at it on paper, I still think it was the right trade to make for Ace. It just didn't quite work out because of Gino. Um, yeah. But Juju gave him some solid points. Yep. And then Ramondre for Dak was definitely uh, an interesting trade that you guys had. Um, but now it it looks like it definitely worked out for Keenan because you don't have Ramondre anymore. Well, I got DK who I needed, but TJ Hawkinson for Hayden Hurst. That was a, that was a future trade actually that um, was part of a larger trade. uh, Yeah. Um, That was a combination. Yeah. We should um, actually finish this podcast with some thoughts for next season. Um, Is this the last podcast? Todd? No, we'll do a wrap up one last time. Or okay. Uh, I'll put some thoughts in there, anyways. But, but then, are, we're all in agreement that the the fleece of the year was the Aaron Jones trade, correct? That um, that ended up being a yeah, yeah. I mean, Wally needs to. I'm pretty sure I voted on that one, but at the moment and driving, I don't recall what that was. But I'm it pretty was sure that's Aaron what I... Jones and Buffalo went to Holden, and then in return. Wally got Clyde, who at the time was just clearly the backup to Pacheco. Zach Wilson, who was a nothing burger, and Green Bay defense, who was a nothing burger. Yeah. So, I mean, essentially it was a top 15 running back and a top three defense for absolute garbage. Yeah, for waiver fodder, yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Yep, I think that was the place to Okay, and how about bust of the week? I already said mine. I'm going to go with DK in this game just because of the uh, Sauce Gardner effect. And then Keenan chose his own player, which he's obviously doing to try to you know not be a, in self-jinx mode. So he picked, uh, he picked Justin Herbert. Frank, who do you got as your bust of the week? Um... Maybe I'll look at uh, – let's see. I mean, I just – I do think 21 points for Justin Herbert given his recent performance is pretty high. Um, and Austin Eckler at 19.64 points is such a high projection. It's like I feel like he has a chance to miss it. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. I'm going to say Austin Eckler is going to be the best of the week because he's currently projected at 19.64 points, which is just yeah, outrageous for running back. 13 points, that's – you know. That's a bust. That's a bust. Yeah, exactly. I also just looked it up. K-Makers put up 33 last week with three touchdowns over 100 yards. That's a performance I missed on last week. Yeah. So, Well, last year what was interesting is Frank rode Amon Ross St. Brown to a championship in the playoffs. This year he's got to play against him. And also – you all may not remember this, but I asked Frank last year who was the player he was targeting kind of under the radar, and he said Amon Ra. So it would be it would be quite the turn of events to have Amon Ra be the guy keeping him from a championship this year. Honestly, I hope that's the case, mainly because I like mentally projected Amon Ra to be a top five receiver this year. He was putting up those kinds of numbers early and then kind of tapered off for a bit, but if he can pick it up at the end of the season, I I was really high on him going into the draft. So he was a guy I definitely pre-draft targeted. Okay. And then let's just wrap things up here. Um, 
what's the biggest lesson each of you learned this year in fantasy? What's the, you know, either mm. I can do that again or I'm going to avoid doing that. I've got two, but Keenan, you want to go first? Uh, sure. I'll go first. I think for me, the biggest lesson this year was uh, prioritizing QBs and wide receivers a lot more than I had in years past. Granted, I always end up with a running back stack team. But this year going into the draft, I tried to focus more on wide receivers and quarterbacks. And I think, honestly, that was a big game changer with regards to team performance. Um, considering how small the quarterback pool is every year when we're doing the two QB thing with the guys we've got. Um, I think the QB market is definitely skewed in our league. And I think that's something that I definitely prioritize a lot more. And that was like a big, I planned on it going in and even coming out, I'm still a little lean, but that's something where I'm like, yeah, prioritize those guys. Okay. Frank, what are your two? takeaways or your two lessons learned this year yeah that's a good one keenan um it's funny because for me i over rotated on wide receivers and quarterbacks this year and um it left me scrambling the first two weeks of the season to get a running back when cam makers was horrible by the way I'll go back to that, but Cam Akers was just horrible. I had no running backs. I traded with Cappy out of desperation, gave up Jalen Waddle for Antonio Gibson, who eventually I dropped. And Jalen Waddle has, you know, been great. Um, so don't put yourself in a spot of desperation early on. Draft a more balanced team has uh, kind of been like my my lesson learned. Um, and then the other lesson learned was, you know, don't trade when you're drunk. Um, you know, I think it's really you there's all this pent up energy you know that gets built up when you trade and you want to do it you want to do it but you're you're trying to get the best out of it and you have to go through that process that's how you get a good trade done sometimes you do sometimes you do have to go through that process but when you're drunk you don't want to go through the process you know you just want to have a one night stand and uh i think i completed that trade with twiz at midnight ended up working out for me because of, of you know a freak injury with um cooper cup but i think twiz got the best of that trade and no, no fault on him, total fault on me for trading while drunk. I, I took Russell Wilson back. He's just a worthless player. Um, and it could have been worse for me. Um, but I think the lesson there is just 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 wait until the next day, you know, and put a condom on. Because, you know, if you're just going out there raw dogging it, it's dangerous. Okay. So no raw dog trades, apparently. Don't yeah. get drunk in and trade and if you do make sure you give yourself a little bit of a prophylactic action by giving yourself the night to sleep it off what about you todd do you, you learn any lessons oh hugely i mean my team was terrible this year because uh i took value picks in the draft where i felt like it was a guy that was ranked high even though i didn't like him because i felt like the price was right and I just have to trust my instinct and spend up for the guys I want and not try to, you know, be such a Jew and uh, take a guy like Najee Harris at a discount or a Mike Evans, who I felt like was at a discount. Um, don't plan travel during a draft season. That's a, a big takeaway. Um, and then also, I think there's something to be said about running back being such a revolving door because of injuries. Um, I, f I felt like in past years, it was easier to find good wide receivers on the waiver wire. 
Um, but this year it seems like running back was something that you could solve on the waiver wire, not as frequently, but you know, looking at my running backs, Ken Walker and Tony Pollard have both been great. And, uh, they weren't high, you know, draft capital picks. Yeah, that makes sense. You you did really good on the waivers this year, um, picking up Ken Walker, and I think you had a few others, right? Uh, that was pretty much it. Everyone else, my, my draft, like all my low draft capital players, ended up really great, like Pollard, Chris Olave, um, Tua. All my high draft capital players. Pitts, Etienne, Najee Harris, Mike Evans, they were, and, and Cortland Sutton, they were all my busts. So where I spent my money, it did not pay off. Same with Lamar Jackson. I spent a bunch of money on him. But overall, my takeaway is that we are all getting very good at fantasy football. The draft was, there was a huge amount of parity. Everyone was spending up for quarterback like you shouldn't, a two QB league. I think it was a great season. Yeah, I do too. Um I think there's some ideas for next season too that, uh, you know, I think would be fun to cover. Did you have other material today, Todd, or do, can I put those out there? You can put it out there, but we've got four minutes and 50 seconds left. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna take much time. I think that, uh, one of the things that we saw was, um, some interesting future trades for, for folks and rentals. Uh, we talked a little bit about maybe changing that next year. I'm curious to see how the vote goes, um, for that, but I do think disclosure, is a huge part that, you know, we uncovered. I don't have a problem with the, the two week, um, you know, rentals or future trades as part of a trade um, and holdovers, but we just need more disclosure. I think that's the key. I think, um, I think future trades with disclosure are fine. I do think that we should expand the rental window because it discourages bench sharing and, it should yep. be a very difficult decision to make whether or not it's worth it to do the rental. Like it shouldn't gotcha. be easy. Like, Oh, well he's on a bye week one week and the next week, you know, I can deal with it. It should be like a shoot. I'm, I may need that guy. Right. Um, I think it'd be fun to expand the size of the league. Um, you know, I think Caleb and Rob are kind of well, vaguely yeah, interested. Yeah. I think there's some danger yeah. in it because I remember Rob not really, playing his team at the end of the year. And I, I can't, I can't deal with that. You know, we have a really good committed set of guys right now that are starting guys. You know, there's a, there's just a, a lot of participation. So if Rob's not up to the challenge of managing a team, I don't want to have him. but at the same time, I would love to have a 12 team league. Well, if we did a 12 team league, it would have to be. Yeah. We got to change roster sizes, I think. Yeah. But immediately, like if we had guys, we can't have four more QBs off the market. Somebody's going to have potatoes at the QB spot. Maybe we have super flex instead. We'd have to go super flex instead. But yeah, we'd have to go super flex or something similar. Yeah, but then that makes sense. The other issue is right now, like Frank said, we have 10 super solid guys that are setting their lineups every week that are engaged. Both Caleb and Rob, I think, have a huge amount of risk involved where they could severely disengage if they start losing. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree. Um, I think more due diligence is needed there. Yeah. Caleb's not the type that's going to uh, stay engaged at the bottom of the table. And Rob, I think it's not about winning or losing. It's just, you know, whether he cares enough. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I totally agree. 
Okay. Well, best of luck to both of you, except for Franco, who, even though he's going to make a bunch of money, no matter what, uh, I just don't want to win a championship. What's more insulting is that you called me Franco, you know, after this many years of, uh, of, 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 of town versus Stuart Hall, like Wilmerding high school, <laughs> uh, you know, like all kinds of debauchery going through our adult lives. I visited you in Mexico, man. I visited you in Mexico this year, and you still call me Franco. I know. Um, <laughs> it's like fucked up, man. You know, that's what really hurts. I'm sorry, Franco. Yeah. There's just one parting job going into the championship weekend. It is. But yeah, boys, it's been a pleasure. Good luck this weekend, Frank. Don't say Thank that. You, Sam, Do some good deeds tonight. Give a homeless person some money. Seriously, I'm going to have to give some, like, some homeless guy like – a six pack of beer and a hundred bucks. So hopefully get my karma up. That's probably a little aggressive. Um, and maybe don't do the six pack, but you know, maybe a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, joining us guys. Uh, like I said, best of luck to Keenan, Frank, not, not best of luck. I don't want to see you have three championships. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. Pits and peril podcast is over. Talk to you guys later. Later, Later, bros. bros.